I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is and always will be Matt. And my name is Courtney. Just Courtney. That's it. Uh, We are here today to tackle a topic that virtually affects everyone in some form or another. And what is that topic, Courtney? The topic today is fear of failure. Fear of failure. How many of you out there can relate to that, even just having a fear of failure doing anything in Mm. life? Yeah, doesn't it even have to be related to uh, weight loss? Nope. Career, relationships, Yeah. video games. Maybe not that one, but yeah, I think everyone can, can relate to this uh, in some aspect of their lives, but uh, it's, uh, it's really big when it comes to weight loss. And that's how we're going to approach this today, obviously, with our, our perspective from well, the topic of weight loss. Mm-hmm. So... Let's start off with, really, what is the fear of failure? What is a fear of failure to you, Courtney? What is that? Like, how, would you, how would you describe or define that? To me, I, I would, in my personal experience, define fear of failure as, as legitimately just being afraid to fail. So I think really no one, and for, for me, it, it, it's, uh, it's probably a little bit bigger as well in that I think no one really wants to look silly. No one ever wants to lose. Uh, so that, that manifests into a fear of, of what you consider failure to be. Um, and that fear can sometimes overtake you and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You tell me, you're the one talking, (laughs) you're all over it. Well, then while you're thinking about it, I'll lay in on this one. In terms of what is fear of failure, I actually think you've hit the nail on the head without realizing it for most people i think it's the fear of looking bad definitely the fear of looking less than perfect because you've made a mistake or you've done something that is perceived to be wrong yeah and i will say it is human nature no one likes to look bad i also think the fear of failure well what in terms of what it is is just afraid of, of trying something and it not working yeah. for one reason or another. Yeah, well, I think that nails it really right there. And that leads on, I think, to the next, the next part of the discussion. When it comes down to it, what do we define as failure? Because to me, well, no, I'll, I'll go back a step. Most of the people that I've worked with, failure is often associated with struggling. So because I'm finding, let's theoretically talk about this, because let's say I'm struggling to get in good shape and I'm finding it hard, I must be failing at it. Or I'm doing a program and I I missed an exercise session this week, I'm failing at it. 
Yeah. Or I didn't I didn't cook all the food up that I planned to cook. Oh, I must be failing at this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think putting yourself out there also um, in terms of I think a lot of people are uh, also afraid to put out there what their goals even are in the first place. Well, that's the fear of looking bad, isn't it? Yeah, cause, because if you don't make it or if you make mistakes along the way or you might look silly or what will people think of you, um, all of that goes hand in hand, I think, with uh, fear of failure because fear of looking bad, I think, is uh, goes hand in hand with fear of failure. So then, could I ask you in your personal experience and your belief to you when it comes to the topic of weight loss and physical change, what's failure? To you, Courtney, what is failure? Well, to me, I think I associate a lot of um, failure to me is quitting. It uh, It is giving up. So... Was that always my point of view? No. When I first started, fear of failing was not getting my food right or not having a fantastic workout or looking silly in front of others. Just not being perfect, I think, is was always my definition of, of, of failure. Whereas now I've come to evolve and realize that now my definition of failure is quitting. So I now believe that in order for me to have failed, I've quit something. So I can make mistakes. Yes, I can look silly and I still haven't failed because mistakes to me aren't failure. Now, no, it wasn't always like that. When I first Mm. started uh, losing weight, making mistakes was failure and it's taken me a long time to sort of realize that um, that's not the case. And I'm still working on the whole you don't always have to look good thing. Um, what do you mean? Well, I think for me, I definitely always had a um, had a fear of looking silly in front of others. I had a fear of – I've always had a fear of what other people think of me. I've always thought too much about what other people think of me. Mm. Um, so and, – and that's not something I think that you can just turn off. So um, even now – I'm still working on that. I'm still working on being okay with not being perfect. Um, and I think that I will continue to work on that. It's, it's one of my big goals to continue to work on that. But I, I think I've come a long way. I mean, there's things I've done in the last even just couple of months that I would have never done even 12 months ago. Yes, this is true. So I think within the last 12 months, I've made really big strides in terms of that uh, that particular fear of mine. I think of putting myself out there a lot more on social media than I normally would have. And happily, I think, putting myself out there on social media, whereas before I might have done it, but it was not a pleasant experience. And we would often get into arguments about me doing and putting things out there and putting up certain photos and maybe unflattering photos of myself, maybe photos of myself without makeup on or my hair's a mess or just not looking what I would conceive myself to be, um, you know, attractive at the time sort of thing. But, what I, you know, as, as I evolve and as my confidence gets better, I've realised that it is okay not to be concerned about that and it's just adding anxiety to my life that I don't need. So that's where my mentality was and that's where it sort of moved into and now I, I 
come of the opinion that failure is quitting. So as long as you don't quit and you're still trying, mistakes, looking silly, it's all part of the course, but it's not failure. Okay. That was a ramble, I know. What about yourself? Well, that was a good ramble. It was fairly effective and on point. For me, when I was younger, failure was looking bad. Mm. I didn't really sort of associate it much with making mistakes. It was more looking like a fool Mm. or looking like I wasn't good at what I was doing or that I just looked bad. Yeah. As a, a, a catch-all term where I know now you spin it forward years later, I actually enjoy looking like a fool. <laughs> uh, I don't care about looking bad because I don't give a shit what other people think. <laughs> if they don't like me, they can suck a fat one. <laughs> so I'm obviously, as you know, I'm the exact same as you, where to me the only failure is quitting. Yeah. So a lot of people will associate failure with making mistakes or with getting things wrong. To me, those mistakes are a necessary part of the process. And I get a lot of people, even the the personal trainers that I associate with, will ask me questions about how I've got to the point where I am. And most of them are stunned to learn that I've got to this point by fucking everything up. Yeah. By making every mistake you can make in terms of be it weight loss, exercise, running a business, I have screwed everything up. So to me, that's what we call failing your way forward. Oh, that's a good term. I like that one. So I have failed my way forward through my entire adult life and I'm okay with that. I know that for me, I get better by screwing things up learning how and why I screwed it up and then reapplying myself better than ever and learning from that. Yeah. So like I said, I'm the same as you. Failure is quitting. Failure is not struggling because if yeah. failure was struggling, then believe me, everyone has failed every day. But I think that that's the thing though. I think that that's the thing that often we don't see because in this day and age we live in, it's very social media driven. Yes, it it, is. It, it's massively social media driven, whether you're uh, a Facebooker or an Instagrammer or a Snapchatter. It's it's something that we have in our hands every day and that we it, that I don't know a person that doesn't check it at least once a day. One of those things, whichever one you love the most. So obviously when we're surrounded by that and we're very focused on that, when you really look at it, no one puts up there when they stuff shit up. Really, very rarely do people put on there the mistakes they make every day. Some people put it out there so often and and try to uh, make it a learning thing or they might try to make a joke of it, things like that. But generally, on a day-to-day basis, most of the things that are put on in, um, Instagram and and well, social media in general, it's meant they're all positive things. They're all, look look how great I did, look at this, look at that. They, people want to post the most flattering photos of themselves and that's just human nature. We all want to post the most flattering photos of ourselves because we all want to look good. Um, but when we're surrounded by that sort of attitude, it's very easy to then start to think that people don't make as many mistakes as you do or 
You're the only one. You're the only one that's struggling. It's very easy to get sucked into that sort of uh, thinking where it's it's really important to remember what you just said. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody struggles, whether it's to do with weight loss or not, but especially to do with weight loss, everyone is going to struggle and everyone's going to make a mistake. I don't know one person that has never made a mistake going through a weight loss. Well, if you if you were to show me someone that says they've had a mistake-free, perfect weight loss journey, I will show you a unicorn that shits <laughs> pieces of gold. I would like to see that. So would I, but they don't exist. Much like people yes. that have had perfectly smooth, mistake-free weight loss journeys, they don't exist either. No. Everyone has to go through their own form of shit. Everyone has to make their own mistakes. But in terms of where this, I think, blows up in most people's faces is it ties in with that all-or-nothing approach that we've spoken about last week. Yes. Where, oh, I've made a mistake. I've got something wrong. I've failed. This whole thing's ruined. Done. It's very easy to get sucked into that sort of mentality. And that there, I think, holds a lot of people back. And where I see it really, really work against people is that this fear of either looking bad or making a mistake holds people back to the point where they won't attempt to do what they want the most. Yeah. So you may have someone that knows they've got a 12-month, maybe two-year process ahead of them at least, but they're so afraid of failing or they're so afraid of making a mistake or looking bad that they don't even start. Yeah, and, and, I've been and that's the worst that. thing. Or they do start, and the moment something is less than ideal, in goes the white towel. I've failed. It's the all or nothing. I'm, I'm not meant to do this. I'm supposed to be like this my whole life. And I know that because I was there myself. And what helped me to overcome that was just going, you know what? If I screw up, that's fine. But wherever I, wherever I go can't be worse than where I currently am. And this is, I think this is where this topic can really help with last week's topic in terms of what Matt said, um, uh, the all or nothing approach in that this, what we're talking about now is defining what failure is as well. So once you can define what failure is, it can also help with A, fear of failure, but also B, being the all or nothing approach. Well, can I just lay this out in the bluntest term possible? I would expect nothing less from you, I have to say. In terms of defining failure, for everyone listening, you you do yourself a gigantic favor if you only associate failure with quitting. Yeah. If you associate those two things together and that's it, everything else you do, you're going to gradually get better at because you are going to screw a few things up here and there and you're going to learn. And from that learning, you're going to get better. That's how anyone gets good at what they do. It's not because they're perfect from the outset. It's because they screw everything up, Mm -hmm. but they commit to learning from it. So the biggest tip I can give everyone listening to this, if you associate failure with only quitting, then you're on the right track because it'll get easier from there. I think that that is an excellent point. And I also... I do too. Thanks. No worries. You're welcome. Um, I also think that that goes a long way to helping with your confidence in certain areas 
because I think that confidence, a lot of confidence can be gained from, yes, making mistakes, but a lot of confidence can be gained from losing that fear of failure because you're when you're doing something, you remember you, that quitting is the only failure. It gives you confidence to move forward and to try things that you may not have tried before because you were afraid that you were going to fail at them. Can I give you a good example yes. of that? This podcast. Yeah. Yep. How long have we been podcasting for now? Five minutes? Five minutes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're brand new. So this to us is completely new territory. Absolutely. How many podcasts have you done before, Courtney? Zero. Which is the same number I've done. Are we going to make mistakes during this process? Yes. Are we going to screw things up? Yes. Are we going to quit? Nope. Exactly. So we haven't failed. No. So whatever. Sorry, we might have talked ourselves out of doing this though if we had that all or nothing mentality, that fear of failure mentality because we would have said to ourselves, it won't work, it's too hard, no one will listen to us. My default when Matt told me that we were going to do this, I was excited but then I started to think to myself, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. No one's going to want to listen to us. What have we got to talk about that anyone's going to be interested in? And then I had to snap myself out you of that straight away. You asked me that away. yesterday. Yeah, I have to. I have to. And it still happens. So, again, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. It's not like I'm telling you these things and I don't do these things myself because sometimes you catch yourselves doing these still. And I had to snap myself out of it and say, hang on a second, no. People, if people want to listen to us, they will. And if we've, we, we feel that we've got something to say and we're going to give it a go and we're, ju- we're just going to do it. Well, that's why we're doing it because we do feel we have something to say mm. and we do feel that we can help people. But that's where it would have been very easy if we had that mentality just to just to not even try. It's sort of yep. it, you, you're giving up before you're even trying. So it's not even failure because you never even tried in the first place. Yep. I, I would rather try and struggle through something than not even attempt it. Definitely. Because I now, you know, where I am now, have the confidence knowing when, not if, when I make my mistakes, I'm going to learn very quickly from them and improve as a result. Yes. So that's, um, I think that's a big, a big sort of pro tip for people out there. If you're struggling with a fear of failure, it might be time to redefine your perception of failure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it can help with so many other aspects by doing that. And it's not going to happen overnight. And you are no. going to catch yourself like I still do. Catch myself. or My brain automatically wants to go to that space. But you, you have to be aware and be present enough to be able to say, hang on a second. No, I have not even tried yet. So we're going to give it a go. Or you've got to stop yourself and say, no, a mistake is not failure. Or... I might look silly, but that's okay. Well, I'll tell you something that I've learned over the years, both through my own sort of path to where I am and working with others, is that if you commit to whatever it is you want to do, and I do mean commit, I'm not talking about being motivated because mm. that's a different discussion altogether. Which oh, we don't will, even get which, him started on motivation. Will, which we will be having. <laughs> but if you commit to something and you are prepared to embrace the fact that it's going to be a struggle along the way, it won't be a smooth ride, I personally think you can't fail. No. Because if you're committed, you'll keep going, 
and you'll go through whatever shit you have to go through until you get what you want because that's that's how I approach things now and that's also how I approach my clients to approach things approach that's how I advise my clients to approach things is commit and be prepared for a struggle mm. be prepared for the occasional setback tears yeah frustration they're going to come anger it's inevitable yep but if you're committed and you're prepared to cop it on the chin from time to time, you literally can't fail because you'll keep going to get what you want. Exactly. And sometimes you've got to take a step backwards to then take a couple of steps forward. There are always steps backwards as long as you're prepared to take those steps backwards and then eventually move forward. The, 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 I used an analogy one time to, to describe that sort of thing with someone in that when you're looking for a job, when you're looking for a career, yep. very, very rarely... Do you ever walk straight out of school into the dream job that you want, getting paid the amount of money you want and everything, stars align and everything falls into place? That is beyond rare. Generally what happens is you leave school, you start at the, the bottom. You are lower than low, generally. You are the absolute bottom of the business. That's where you learn. That's where you make mistakes. That's where you struggle and you push your way to the top. You push your way into the job that you want, getting paid the amount that you want and everything's great after that. But you've got to push your way and you've got to struggle your way to get there. It's the same sort of thing, I think, with this sort of mentality. You've got to go into it thinking to yourself, it's not going to be my dream straight away. It's going to take time and you've got to work your way through it. And you've got to push your way and struggle your way through it. And yeah, you're going to take a couple of steps backwards sometimes. You're going to have some setbacks. But... Guaranteed. As long as you keep pushing forward, it's just like with a job. You get fired from a job. You don't just say, oh, well, that's it. Working's not for me. I'm going to give up now. <laughs> yep. I'm never going to work again. I tried. I mm. failed. Mm. No. You get fired from a job or you quit a job, you go and find another one. Move on. You move on to the next thing. And you learn from that experience that you've just had. So can I ask you a question? Yes. What would be the advice you could give someone that has really struggled with their their fear of failure or fear of looking bad or whatever, holding them back with with losing some weight, getting in shape? Well, I think the big one is what we've discussed, which is defining what what failure is. I think that once you define what failure is, it, it, you're making massive improvements. I think um, also in terms of looking bad, what has something that I've been really focusing on and one of the goals of mine is to start being okay with not being perfect. I'm glad you mentioned that. Do you know what one of the biggest, biggest things you can show that will make people connect with you? Imperfection. Vulnerability, imperfection. Mm. No one cares about someone that's got it all figured out. No. Because there's no, you can't relate to them. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason that we've had success that we've had with our clients is because they can relate to us, not because of where we are, but because of where we've been. Mm, definitely. And the things that make us human. Mm-hmm. So they don't relate to you being a professional at deadlifting. No. They don't relate to me leg pressing half a ton they relate to me screwing everything up along the way. Mm. They relate to me hating cooking or you hating being at the gym. 
Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, well, I, I completely agree. I like it. And, I mean, uh, I think there's, there's a lot of books and stuff out there that you can look to um, as well to help you with these sort of things. I know I've recently read a book that was um, that was really helpful to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I say read a book. I don't actually didn't actually read the book. I listened to the book, um, the audio, audio version of the book. But it was one um, called The Gifts of Imperfection. Now... I'll just say that we will be putting this in our show notes page. Correct. So don't worry about writing it down now. You can go back to the website, theweightlosspodcast.com and get the link to this audio book. Have you written a blog about this? Are you sure? Yes. I can't remember. (laughs) Awkward moment. No, I have. I did did write a blog when I was actually halfway through that book because I came across a... um, a chapter of the book that's really I connected with in terms of being okay with not being perfect. Um, so I did write a blog for that, which I think we'll put the link in our yes, show notes we page as will. well. Yes. Um, so I just really in my blog broke down this one chapter of this book, but the 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 book itself is fantastic as well. And it's not just that's the only book or anything like that, but. It's just one that I had recently finished, so it's fresh in my mind, and it was really great for that. And it's just a reminder, I think, sometimes we need a reminder when it comes to fear of failure, that it's okay to not be perfect. No one's perfect. And if and you're we any- do mean no one. No, no one's perfect. And if you're anything like me, and I think most people have some sort of this perfectionism in them, whether it shows up all the time or just in certain well, you want situations. To be, people want to be good at things. And that's, that's normal and that's fine. Yeah. So I think that, um, that, yeah, if you are struggling with that side of things as well, just reminding yourself of that, that it's okay not to be perfect, is, uh, will, will help you out a lot as well. All right. So... I would like to hear from you guys mm. about your own struggles or triumphs about or you know, with this topic. So by all means, feel free to email us. You can email us at where can you email us at Courtney the Test Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Now, are you sure about that? Nailed it. It's maybe the first time I've ever nailed that so well. You, you, <laughs> you actually got it wrong. No, I didn't. You did. I didn't. You did. Stop. No, you didn't. <laughs> so podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com or you can actually send us a message through our Facebook page as well, which is just The Weight Loss Podcast. On Facebook. On Facebook. So on that note, I think it's time to move on to... Emails. Do, 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 do. Emails. And I've, uh, I've got one for us here, but this one... It's a long one. This one is a two-parter. Perfect. And it's a bit of a doozy. And I have read this email before I printed it off. I'm just going to... Warning, there is a rant incoming shortly. <laughs> so... I feel like you're going to take this email and run with it because it's. I feel like it's boiling. I can see it in your eyes. No, I'm going to... I'll read it out and right. I'll, I'll let you have at it first because I'm going to prepare my soapbox. Okay. Hello, Matt and Courtney. This cup, by the way, this is another one from The Word Nerd. Hi, Word Nerd. Hello, Word Nerd. That's an interesting name your parents gave you. Okay. I love it. Uh, so, the word nerd. so, the Word Nerd says Hello, Matt. I hope this question isn't too confronting, but I thought I'd ask it anyway. Word Nerd, I like confronting. Yeah. You can bring it whenever you want. All right. The Word Nerd asks I started out at a gym a couple of months ago 
and lasted maybe three sessions. My husband of 20 years didn't start with me, although he has more weight to lose. But he's always publicly stated that he supports me. But our views on food and what food to eat and when to eat it are the complete opposite. So it's one thing to have someone who says he supports you and encourages me to go to the gym, but another to have a husband that does SFA. And Courtney, what does SFA stand for? SFA. Do you know what SFA stands for? Sweet fuck all. Oh, that's funny. Have a husband that does sweet fuck all, which means nothing, around the house to help when it comes to food prep, etc., Combine that with two businesses, three kids, and, well, you see my problem. Yes. Then, when we go out to visit friends, he launches into his lecture about fats, carbohydrates, etc., in direct opposition to my information and thoughts on the subject, which gets a tad embarrassing and tiring after a while. Yep. I've heard it all before. And sometimes it goes on for an hour or more, but no one can get a word in. Plus, he's more—he's already more than 60 kilos overweight, but that's another story. So yeah, this one's a tricky one, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Other than tell him to shut the hell up and take his own advice, which I've already done with limited success, where do I go from here? While my husband is definitely annoying... I do kind of like him after 20 or so years. <laughs> so right now, right now, I don't necessarily want to trade him in. How do I get around this one? Courtney, you may start. That I'm just going to load my gun. That was a great email. I do love the, uh, the ending of it. Thank you, Word Nerd. It's always very interesting, and I have heard this a lot from other people. It's, uh, it, you're not the only person that does go through this, I can guarantee you, because I have heard it a lot from, from a lot of other people in the past. Everybody's an expert, and usually the ones that uh, claim to be the biggest experts in this sort of situation are the ones that uh, don't do it themselves and have never done anything about it. So it's very easy to call yourself an expert and say, I know and I know and I know, when you're clearly not following your own advice. So... Where to go from here, I could, I, I'm not even going to touch this one because I can see that Matt's itching to answer this question. No, no, no. I want your, I want your thoughts on this. How to, how to approach him with yeah, what's, this. What's, what's your advice for the word node? Because there's two of us here. This isn't the Matt show or the Courtney show. This is our show. So what are your thoughts on this? I think it's a really hard one, obviously. It's always really hard. Is it really hard? I think it is because when you're... When you're saying to, when you've got someone like that in your life, it can be really uh, not only annoying, but it can also break your confidence down often as well. So, you see, my reaction would be to tell him to take his own advice and to fuck off, but you've already done that. So, Matt, what would be your advice then if she's well, already told him to bugger off and take his own advice? Well, let's let's just back this up a step. So, what we've got here is someone that wants... So, the word nerd wants to look and feel her best. Yes. That's the safe assumption here. Yes. Because if you go to the gym, you obviously want to look better. Yes. Okay, cool. On the other hand, you've got Mr. Word Nerd... 
giving advice on weight loss and how to eat food, yet this person is 60 kilograms overweight. And not going to the gym with her. So this person needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because I can't think of anything less credible than someone that's overweight giving advice on weight loss. Are you fucking serious? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You've seen it yourself. Yes. Overweight people selling weight loss solutions. In this case, a heavily overweight person giving advice on weight loss. How about do it yourself? Yep. How about shut your mouth and do it yourself? That's, that's step number one. Number two here, really, I think word nerd, you've got to take charge here and lead by example. Because to be quite honest, if Mr. Word Nerd knew what he was doing, he would have done it by now. He wouldn't be 60 kilos overweight. He'd be in the best shape of his life. And I will also ask, what does Mr. Word Nerd do for a living? I bet it's not helping other people get in shape. Just saying. Yes. So I think there needs to be a pretty firm discussion had, a firmer discussion than what you've had. And I also think this is where you're going to have to step outside your comfort zone there, Word Nerd. Be brave and push forward. Yeah. Because it's... This, this is going to be a podcast unto itself oh, about the power of a support network. Yeah. But I will say this. Not everyone is fortunate enough to have the great support network that Courtney and I have, starting with each other. That's, that's just not always the way it's going to be. So I've worked with plenty of people in my career that have had, let's call it, less than ideal support at home. So word nerd, you've got to be brave and... You know, put your best foot forward here and lead by example. Yeah, I You've think, got to, yeah. Sorry, bub, what's that? Go. You've got to put yourself, I would say, work with people that have done what you want to do and have clearly demonstrated their expertise at this. Trust them, work with them, listen to them and let the results that you're going to show speak for themselves. Because I've seen this play out where when someone's partner hasn't given them ideal support, yet the person looking to get in shape has stuck to their guns, mm. the partner ends up coming around. Yeah. Because you're not going to argue with results. So if, if I am married to a woman who's going to the gym and my wife is continually getting in better and better shape, she's looking better, she's feeling better, she's happier, she's just better at what she does... How is that a bad thing? I want to know about that. Yeah. I want to know about that. So, word nerd, I think you've just got to really put yourself out there and just go for it. Yeah. And don't, was... Even though you guys are married, don't empower people to hold you back. I was going to say, at this point, my reaction would be what you did, which was to, to tell him to bugger off and, and uh, take his own advice. Clearly, as you're saying, that, that that hasn't worked multiple times. So I think that, as Matt said, step two would be just building up your own confidence to move forward without him. Yes, then in terms of move what you're saying... Move forward without him? Are you saying she should kill him? No, shush. I would say that you are going to have to do this at home alone. And for now. For now. And that is a really hard concept to... to to take on, but I think by 
empowering yourself, building your confidence, leaning on the people outside of home. So leaning on friends that you might be able to turn to as a support network or your trainers or other people in that sort of uh, community, leaning on them definitely helps out what what uh, you have to deal with at home. I think that obviously from what you're saying, along the journey, you might encounter certain comments still, certain things, but because you've empowered yourself and you've got the confidence to move forward, you will start seeing results. And I can guarantee you once you start seeing results, those snipey comments and those snickery little things that that, that person likes to say, they go away. They will get less frequent until they actually stop because then you can easily turn to that person and say, look at you, look at me. <laughs> yep. And that's literally all you have to say. Really? the who, um, who, who has a better clue here? Results tend to speak for themselves. And can I also just say, word nerd, something that you mentioned in your email about you guys have, or at least yourself potentially has two businesses. If you've got two businesses, you would know the sort of... Courage, Mm -hmm. bravery, consistency. It takes struggles. (laughs) You've clearly had to overcome your own fear of failure. Absolutely. To get two businesses off the ground, let alone one. So the best advice I can also give you on this one is to take that same moxie that you've clearly shown to get two businesses going and apply that to yourself and your own personal progress. Think of this as your third business which is the business of the word nerd's health and body shape. And to be honest, I know it's a really hard thing to think about, especially as the mum, but it takes a certain amount of... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Balls. Not only that, uh, all about herself. Selfishness? Selfishness, thank you. It's going to take a certain amount of selfishness. Which is not necessarily a bad word. No, on your part... Put yourself forward here and say, this is more important for me to push through and to gain that power and that confidence because at the end of the day, when you've got the body that you obviously dream of, whatever shape, size that may be, whatever's going to make you happy, that is going to be the best thing for your children and your husband long term. Yep, I agree completely. Uh, There is every successful weight loss journey, every successful transformation, ours included. Always has a poo-pooer. Well, there's always poo-pooers. I can speak to a lot of experience on that. But it also, there is a a necessary amount. You can either, you can use the term selfishness or you can use the term priorities required. So obviously the word nerd has two businesses and three kids. No doubt. Because two businesses and three kids means those are a priority. Mm. Somewhere in here, the word nerd needs to make the word nerd a priority. Yep. Even if it's only a couple of times a week, that's fine. It's got to start somewhere. No, it does not. It just has to start somewhere. So I'm going to put the soapbox away. Yes. I hope that helps, word nerd. Because I could dead set go on about this. Just the idea of an overweight person giving weight loss advice, (laughs) I could seriously go on for another five hours, but I won't. No, I think, uh, I hope that helps. Yeah, um, yeah, I really do hope that helps, Word Nerd. I know, I know that from my perspective, it's a bit blunt. I just take personal offense at overweight people giving weight loss advice. 
please feel free to email us if uh, you have any other questions. Yes. Or if you would like anything we've just discussed in answering that question uh, confirmed or uh, just clarified. clarified, please feel free to email us again. Yes. And for anybody else out there, also, obviously, please feel free to email us or message us with any questions that you may have. Obviously, this one is health and fitness related, but it's also in terms of a support network and uh, home well, life related. Well, it all adds up. So please feel free to ask any questions. They don't just have to be weight loss related. Uh we're happy to, if you are happy to hear our opinions, we are more than happy to give them. Well, it's funny you should mention that because the word nerd also sent another question. Oh. And this is a question that I can't answer. What is it? This is a question for you, Courtney. I didn't know there was two questions. Yes. Well, I did say at the start before we ranted. I knew ranted, it was a two-part two, yep. question, but I thought that they were nope. both in that. But okay, Here's go on. part two. Here's a question for Courtney. Please tell me how to convince my other half that if I'm pissed off or in what he calls a mood, it doesn't necessarily mean, quote unquote, it's that time of the month. Serious <laughs> question, honestly. Can us women not be angry without it being hormonal? Yes. I'll leave this one alone. No, it can be. I actually do relate to this quite a lot because I'm a very happy-go-lucky person, generally. No, you are not. Shush. You weren't involved in this question, remember? Shut up. Mm. I am a very happy-go-lucky person most of the time. I'm very smiley. No, I am. I smile a lot. He's shaking his head at me. I smile a lot. I'm generally a very happy person. However, sometimes, no, sometimes I'm just not that happy. Sometimes I might be tired. I might be hot. I don't deal well with heat. Sometimes it might be Friday. I'm I'm sorry, you're still talking in in my question. (laughs) And sometimes it's just not a great day for me and I won't be as happy or as chatty or as smiley and some people think that there's something wrong with me and this has happened since I was in high school. It, some people think there's something wrong with me, um, like what's wrong and you sick, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it's just as simple as I'm just not feeling it that day. So, yes, you can be angry without being hormonal. Sometimes you're just not feeling it at that time. Sometimes you're stressed. Sometimes you're tired. You're, you're especially with yourself, word nerd, you're, you're a mum of three kids and you're running two businesses. So, of course, sometimes you're going to be stressed, you're going to be snappy, things like that. I think that um, it happens a lot. It happens a lot with people. I think that it happens with men too. I think that sometimes men speak in a way that they don't necessarily realise has been snappy or rude. But sometimes... Are you hinting at something? No, I'm just generalising here. Sometimes it does happen. And sometimes it happens with everybody. So men obviously don't have, quote unquote, that time of the month, even though sometimes we think they do. Physically, they don't. So... If it, if it works for men, it's the same for females. Sometimes it's just not a great day. Sometimes it's not just great, got not a great time. So, uh, fine, speak. What? I actually think I might be able to give one little bit of advice on this one for the word nerd. Okay. In terms of being pissed off or being in moods, word nerd, now's the chance. Get to the gym a couple of times a week. <laughs> Get out of the house. Let out some frustration. Get away from the kids. Get away from Mr. Word Nerd. 
And you're correct, Courtney. Let us from frustrations around like-minded people. It might actually help your moods. Well, I was going to say, if if now, if if question A, can you be angry without it being hormonal? The answer is absolutely yes. It's the same thing for every person, male or female. Sometimes you're just annoyed. And how to deal with that, it, it is different for everyone. Sometimes you might need to go outside sometimes and get some fresh air. So go for a walk once a day, once every couple of days, just to clear your mind. It doesn't have to be a long walk, but you're just getting outside. You're getting away from your computer screen or, or work or sometimes you just need to put the phone away for five minutes, go out for a walk and not, not answer your phone and just be by yourself for a few minutes. Sometimes it's going to the gym. Sometimes it's a really intense weight training class or boxing class to get out some frustration. These are the little techniques that you can use to get out that built-up frustration so it's not building up and you're not feeling like you're snapping all the time. Um, they're some of the things that I use. Um, Can I say you're something? You're looking at me funny. Go. I am shocked. Why? That is incredibly good advice. Thank you. I can't believe you've, you've just come out with this gold. You guys hear the tone that I get? You know what? I wonder why I get snappy. Being the sarcastic tone is not appreciated. I'm not being sarcastic. You that that is really good advice, dear. Thank you. You've done well. Like wow. Thank you. So I hope that helps. Didn't expect that. I hope that helps for everybody. <laughs> yeah, we hope that helps. Word nerd. Um, those those. I'm on what? Sorry. You're a bitch. Thank you. Uh, those listening at home, I hope even us answering uh, word nerds questions has helped you. If you're going through something similar. We are going to sign off. Yes. So we hope this this has been of help to you guys. As we said before, by all means, please feel free to email with us with your thoughts or feedback or abuse of your own. Or any future topics you'd like us to talk about or clarify. We want to hear from you. So we don't we care what it is. We just want to hear from you. So you can get us, as Courtney said before, at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Sounds like an ad, doesn't it? We want to hear from you. Yep, you're all over it, bro. So on that awkward note, we're going to shut this thing down before Courtney goes completely off her face. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hope this has helped, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes, and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.